Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire. For Monday, April 11th, it is great to be back on the podcast. Took a few days off for good behavior last week, spring break for the kids. So we did a quick trip down to Cabo San Lucas in Mexico. I know it sounds exotic. It ain't. Once you move to L.A., you'll find out that Cabo is... I guess like a two and a half hour flight. So it's an easy pop down. It's like, oh, I'll just go down to Cabo. And it was a nice little excursion. If you follow me on the gram, you saw some of the stuff we did and swimming with dolphins. I will just say, I don't know if it should be on your bucket list, but it certainly is bucket list discussion worthy. We did went swimming with the dolphins. A lot of people did it. And you have the option where the dolphin can take you down on a deep dive about 20 feet underwater. You hold on to the fin and he just dives you down. It's like 10 seconds, but it's quick. And I'll just tell this before we get to the sports world, which has a lot of good stories today. So we're in a group, you know, my four family members and then like three teenage girls and their younger brother. I guess their parents were watching or whatever. They're from Washington state or something. So we did the obvious dolphin stuff to begin. And then they were like, all right, who wants to do the dolphin dive? And they, you know, the, the instructor looked at me. I was like, I don't know. He's like, I think you can handle it, but 
you got to hold your breath and breathe out in your mouth. Your ears will probably plug up. I was like, yeah, you know what? Why don't we let one of these, why don't we let one of these high school girls go first? And the first high school girl goes, and she lets go of the dolphin because it went too fast. She just was not prepared for it. And then just floats to the top. And, you know, everybody was like, ooh, ouch. And then her brother, who was like a big 12-year-old, like some large 12-year-old kid was like, I, I'll try it. I'll, you know, doesn't care about his life or whatever. And yes, we are risking life and limb swimming with dolphins. So this 12-year-old does it. I was like, all right, I'm ready. I can, I can handle this. No problem. And it was awesome. Um, but I will say this, Rob, I don't know if you've ever like done any diving, whether it's with the snorkel gear or a tank or dolphins or what have you, this is an oddity. So you, I did the dive. It lasted like, you know, 10 seconds or whatever you come up. It was, it felt great. I did not breathe out my nose or my mouth. I just held my breath. Cause I was, you know, I was like, it's intense. You go up and then boom, like kind of shot out of a cannon, but underwater. And you're like, wow, this is fast, fast. Oh my gosh, it's over. Rob, the rest of the day, you know, you would like go to your pool chair to bend over to like put the towel and water would just start coming out of my nose. This is like three hours later. And then it's like six hours later and I'm getting out of the pool and I like, you know, you put your head down, you put your hands on to push yourself up and water just starts leaking out of my nose. And I'm like, oh my gosh, am I going to die from secondhand drowning? Or I'm sure you guys have heard of that because why is water leaking out of my nose six hours after I swam with dolphins? I don't know. I, I, st- I had to Google it and I got sidetracked. So I didn't end up reading too much on it. But Rob, have you ever ha- experienced that phenomenon? It was a little weird. Uh, well, a few things. I've been to Kabul before. Um, it was probably the worst vacation I've ever had been oh, on. Oh, no. Not what because Kabul is not great. Like with the first few days, it was cool. And then they we had what was the, the locals called the worst oh. storm in 20 years. Ooh. So uh, our whole resort got flooded. Like it, it, there, you couldn't leave. They had to bring in garbage trucks to get people, um, you know, to the airport if they had a flight to catch. Wow. Um, you know, elevators were were jammed up at the hotel. You know, we had the, the bathrooms were getting clogged up because nobody could leave, and all they do was eat food. Ooh. So that was one. Number two, I've never swam with dolphins. I, I don't know if I'd ever want to. Uh, number three, cool. but to your point about the nose thing, I've almost drowned three different times. So yes, I know exactly what you were talking about oh <laughs> with the water coming out the Are nose. Are you not thing. a strong swimmer? I'm not a great swimmer at all. Oh, but I like to I like to I like to pretend that I am when I'm around other people and I get peer pressured into stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I will admit, when you started this, I thought you were when you said worst ever. I thought you were going to go with Montezuma's Revenge. Oh. After like three days, I was like, "Ooh, that would have been that would have been on struggling." Because um, yeah. everybody knows what that is, obviously. Mm-hmm. But we don't need to talk about bowel movements here on my first Monday <laughs> back from the pod. I thought maybe there was a chance we would open with the Masters, but it was a snooze fest, I think. And no, no cap, as the kids say. I put I, I did the uh, $50 pool where you put money on guys. I spread it around all these dudes. Of course, none of my guys won. I had the guy who finished second. I had the guy who finished third, had a couple bucks on Tiger. I know. Uh, I mean, this is just real talk, guys. Uh, I do kind of sort of know a little bit about golf. I play golf. I like to go to the range. Uh, what's that? Top Golf is opening near me pretty soon. So I'm right. going there. Like, it's fun. The guy who won could deliver a pizza to my door for lunch. And I would not even any clue who he is. Steve Scheffler. Is that his name? Did I say it right? I don't think it's Steve. Isn't it Scotty Scheffler? Scotty Scheffler. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to edit that out. Uh, Scotty Scheffler. Congratulations. He's 25. 
I, I just, I don't, I can't, I don't recognize the guy. You know, he just looks like your average dude and he dominated wire to wire, Rob. I mean, it was like a no sweat cover as, as I like to say in gambling. I think Rory McIlroy made a final day charge. Obviously, Tigers surviving the weekend, playing well. Like, that's huge for golf, huge for Tigers, huge for everyone. Like, the interest was way up. I saw the TV ratings Thursday or Friday were good. I'm sorry, I'm not watching golf while I'm in Mexico. I just didn't. Um, so, luckily, uh, we don't need to talk about golf. The NFL draft is still four weeks away. I do have a mock draft coming out for Fox Sports. This week, I have the Jets going. I'm not going to talk about the Jets on Monday. Come on, guys. You, you want Rob to yell at me and text start, start texting me? Jay, it's uh, 5 a.m. We are not talking about the New York Jets. But we are going to do a lot of NBA because the playoffs are set. Obviously, we don't know who the 7 and 8 seeds are because of the play-in tournament that LeBron hates. The Lakers are not in the playoffs, as everybody knows. As such... We will not be talking about the Lakers. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about the Lakers. Actually, we will when they fire Frank Vogel. Probably happening in a few hours. Uh, no, that's that's harsh. Um, there are going to be a lot of fake Russell Westbrook trades out there that we'll dive into. Those are always fun. I will touch on a potential Russell Westbrook trade because of a playoff team and an injured player who's rumored to be on the way out. Maybe the Lakers are interested, but... I thought I would start the playoffs. Uh, I I don't want to start with my hottest take. I have one that I will save for a, a couple of minutes from now. I do want to start with the obvious, the Miami Heat and the Phoenix Suns are the two number one seeds. I don't think many people had the Heat as the number one seed. Uh, you guys know I liked them a lot. I said they were one of the best teams in the East back on Undisputed. People told me I was on crack. The Undisputed audience is a bunch of very... Uh, crazy, rabid NBA fans. Obviously, they don't really know their basketball. And yes, the Miami Heat delivered. Yes, the Boston Celtics uh, delivered. The problem with my Celtics, and I've been raving about them for a while, and starting with the Boston Celtics, they got no shot of winning the championship. And it's unfortunate because they were playing some of the best basketball in the league over the last month to six weeks. Robert Williams gets hurt. And then the really unfortunate thing happened. They won on the final day of the regular season. They got the two seed because of tiebreakers. They were tied with the Bucks and Sixers. As such, the Celtics will face the winner of the Brooklyn Nets, Cleveland Cavs play-in game. The Nets are hosting that. The Nets are big favorites. I think it's eight. I saw in Vegas, the Nets will win that game. And then the Celtics will have to draw Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and maybe Ben Simmons. We don't know if Ben Simmons is going to be back Nash said over the weekend, Ben Simmons could return in the first round. I don't understand the rush. You guys know I love me some Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. I love what the Boston Celtics did this year. If Robert Williams were healthy, I think they could beat the Nets. But my take is they, not, they, don't, they have no chance to win the championship. None. You cannot win the title going through the Brooklyn Nets, then the Bucks, then the Heat. It just is not happening. No chance. None. And I love the Celtics team. Only by my count right now, five teams can win the title. Two of them, I'm going to get some pushback from Rob, I'm sure. I know you guys are going to come at me on social media when you hear the two of the two that you don't like. But I'll start with the of the five teams that can win the title. The Phoenix Suns, obviously, best team in the league. They are incredible in the clutch. I saw a stat that the Suns clutch time rating, final five minutes, close games, 34.8. 
The second best is the Bucks at 15.9. When it gets down to crunch time, nobody's better than the Phoenix Suns. They do not lose close games in the fourth quarter. Does not happen. This team's an incredible story. Third in offense in the league, third in defense. They've got Devin Booker. They've got Aiton. They've got Bridges. They've got Chris Paul. Here's the thing. Even if Chris Paul gets hurt as he does every postseason, I still think they're the team to beat in the West. I know that's crazy. Then that's pure insanity, but that's how loaded the Suns are. They're playing so great. You know, the continuity of bringing back the core. I believe they brought back seven of their top eight, maybe eight of their top nine. Like Cameron Johnson coming off the bench, like made a late push for six man of the year. You guys know I like major pain, Cameron Payne, the backup point guard. Like this team is awesome. Suns, favors to win the title. And they are one of the five teams. Number two, I don't think I'm going to get any pushback from Rob. The Milwaukee Bucks. Third in offense, 14th in defense, defending champs. The defensive numbers skewed, Rob, because of all the games Brooke Lopez missed. And of course, coming off the championship, you know, you're just not as locked in. It's like, oh, we've got to play 82 games. Oh, got it. Okay. Let, let me go through the motions. They roll out of bed, win 51 games, and they draw the, the hurting Chicago Bulls who will apparently not have Lonzo Ball in the playoffs. And, and listen, when you're calling Carter's defense, thanks to Lonzo and Caruso, and now you don't have Lonzo and the backup point guard, are they going to trot out the kid, the, the rookie from Illinois? Io, I like him a lot, but he's a rookie going against Drew Holiday. Good luck. It's just a tall order for the Bulls, who were a great story, kind of faded down the stretch. So the Bucks, I don't think anybody would argue the Bucks can win the title again. So there's two obvious wins, Rob. My third one, I don't think people are going to hate it, but I don't know if that they're going to love it, and they're not getting respect in the market. The Miami Heat, the number one seed. My guess is everybody was thrown off the scent when Jimmy Butler and Spolstra got went at it, and then Studio Gangster, psych, that's just a joke. Udonis Haslam stepped in and was like, I will kill you, or whatever he said. You know, they've kind of rebounded from that. People made a huge to-do about it because, oh, why should we pay attention to the Heat? Oh, they won 53 games. Tyler Hero's coming off the bench, scoring like 22 a night. Bam Adebayo goes down, and they're fine. Like this, I'm telling you guys, it's a deep team. They knocked out Giannis two years ago when they got to the finals. Sleep on them or it's your own peril. They're not losing to Trey Young or um, Evan Mobley or Gordon Hayward, whoever gets the eight seed. Now, if the Nets happen to lose to the Cavs and the Nets get the eight seed, that's interesting. I still like the Heat in that matchup. I think they're very well built to defend the Nets. Uh, Kyle Lowry, Kevin, Dur uh, sorry, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, those are three great defenders. I'm telling you guys, I will have some money on the Heat to win the championship. I, I really think they can easily come out of the East. The path is. Um, and this is the other reason. The path after the eighth seed, they will play the winner of Sixers-Raptors. And Rob, I, I think Sixers-Raptors is one of the great storylines of the first round, probably after Celtics-Bucks, because the 76ers could, could have gotten the three seed and faced the Bulls, but they didn't. They lose the tiebreaker. Bucks lose. Bucks sat everybody except for Drew Holiday. I don't know if you guys saw this. Drew Holiday needed to make a bonus playing 67 games. He, he was needed to average 3.1 rebounds. He already had that, but he needed to play in 67 games. So he had played in 66. He, they throw up the tip. It gets uh, tapped. Drew Holiday goes quickly and fouls a guy and then goes right to the bench. His work is done. 
He made $306,000, a nice hefty bonus, $306,000 for, I think it was eight seconds of work on Sunday. Not bad if you can get it, Drew Holiday. And um, that's pretty cool. I thought that was one of the funnier storylines on Sunday. At any rate, because the Sixers land at four, they face the Raptors. And I think, Rob, we're going to spend a lot of time this week talking about Sixers-Raptors because Shaq, the oracle of the NBA, he knows nothing. He played in the NBA, but he doesn't know anything. He doesn't. He, I mean, he's been making fun of the Warriors, calling them soft for years, and they're just lights out, dynamite, awesome. At any rate, Sixers, when they go to Toronto, will not have the services of their best slash only, yes, only wing defender, Matisse Thibel, because he is not vaccinated. Now, I felt a little bad for this kid. He's young. He's 25. Don't don't say, Jason, how could you not feel bad? How could you feel bad for a guy because he's not vaccinated? He's an idiot. Blah, blah. Just take a, take a deep breath. T. Seibel's 25. He knew this was coming. Doc Rivers said, we will not have Thibel for games three and four. Then Thibel had to go face the music. And he's like, you know, you could tell he was nervous. It, it, there was some like twitching going on. He was moving around. Like, I felt bad for him. He's only 25 if you watch the video. And he says, you know, I've been preparing to talk about this. And I even feel bad saying this for the guy, but he's like, you know, I grew up in a family that was a very holistic household and we don't do medicine. And then he starts talking and Rob, I, I almost had to stop watching the video. I'm like, bro, just just stop, like stop, like holistic medicine. Like I, it, it, he, he's only 25. I'm not killing him. I like Bible. He's a nice young player. I'm just telling you the blowback in Philly, Rob, if you want to have some fun this morning, Go look at the comments. And I know never read the comments. Go look at the comments on the tweet with the video of Fiebel talking about the video. It is a uh, talking about the vaccine. It is a bunch of Sixers fans saying he he doesn't really want to win. This guy's a bum. They just are trashing the guy, you know, and Matisse Thibel's hugely popular as a player. I guess all the Philly fans did not know he's unvaccinated. And now there's like, well, he's not helping us. He's not he's not a real teammate. He's not. If this guy. And you know he's not a good shooter. You know, Rob, this is going to carry over. It's going to be a talking point in Philly. Like, Philly radio this morning is going to be, can we beat the Raptors? Shaq said we're sweeping them. Oh, yeah, we don't have Thibel for two games. We don't have Thibel. Who the hell's going to guard Pascal Siakam? Who, what are we doing on the wing? Oh, my God. You know, like, they're good on the wing. I have a love-hate affair with the Raptors fans, but they hate me. I don't care. I mean, I love them for hating me. It's fun. It's weird. <laughs> it's just Just roll with it. I'm telling you guys right now, I'm picking the Raptors to win this series. In fact, Rob, I'll be betting the Toronto Raptors to win this series against the Sixers. I, it is not a good matchup at all for Embiid and, and James Harden. I, I'm just telling you guys right now, this is not going to go well, Rob, for the Sixers. And I'm not saying Matisse Thibel, uh, 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 what, a second or third year wing defender, is is the the reason they lose the series, but it certainly don't help. And I'll tell you now, if, if the Raptors steal one of two in Philly, Rob, there is going to be a lot of panic buttons pushed. The fun stat that I saw was the 76ers and your guy, Doc Rivers, have seven losses this season after holding a lead of 15 or more points. Seven. He is a choke artist of the highest order. And the Raptors, Rob, will defeat the Sixers in the first round. I agree with you. Mm. And, and 
it's just weird to agree with you. It's weird to have it come out of my mouth like that. Um, you know, Thibault, whatever you want to say about him, you know, not having him does not help you. You know what I mean? He's not going to be the reason that you win, but he could be a reason that you lose. Like to your point, you have no one to guard Pascal Siakam. The biggest reason though, because I think Joel Embiid's going to have a monster series against uh, Toronto. I just think he's that good. Yeah. They don't, they don't really have a great matchup for him, but James Harden has been Charles Barkley, terrible, terrible, really, really bad for like six weeks now. <laughs> like he, he, he looks, you know, unexplosive. Uh, he, he can't get to the paint. He's not shooting the ball well from the outside. And the one thing that Toronto has in spades, if they don't got a lot of size on the inside, they got like seven guys who are between 6'6 and 6'10 and are rangy and athletic that can all defend. So if you're thinking that Joel Embiid, who was fantastic, is going to be able to be a Nick Nurse coach team who was arguably a top five coach in the entire NBA. Oh, no argument. He, he's, he's very good. He's a fantastic coach. Doc Rivers on the other side, who, while chronicles history of choking, if you think that Joel Embiid by himself is going to be able to overcome the coaching mismatch, James Harden being, I don't know if he's lost a step or if he's hurt, I don't know what it is, but not being peak James Harden against an upstart team with athletic wings, good coaching, and you're down your best perimeter defender or in this case you might say your only real perimeter defender i, I give me a toronto and seven yeah now the sixers went won one game against the raptors this season toronto won three obviously harden you know didn't play in all those but i mean the game the sixers won rob i'm looking at the box score this is from i don't know way way back it looks like december the raptors started one to nabe at center makai flynn at point guard Gary Trent Jr. at shooting guard. Like, I, we're not going to see those guys in the starting lineup <laughs> uh, here for game one. This is a Raptors team. I'm telling, listen, I know people haven't really locked in on the Raptors because they were not good last year. Uh, they, they surprised everybody going with Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes has been phenomenal. And I'll say this Scotty Barnes is going to give James Harden some problems at the defensive end. Like, you don't want the Scotty Barnes smoke. He, I mean, the guy, I, I know the offense has been questioned. He, he's, been pretty impressive at the defensive end, made a strong push for rookie of the year. Rob, I can't believe you're in agreement with me. Sixers fans are going to get angry. And just to clear it up, because I had all these tweets last night from Sixers fans. Why do you hate Philly? Guys, I lived outside of Philly for seven years. I went to Sixers games. Um, I played in a media game on the court at the Wells Fargo Center. I know Daryl Morey a little bit. I don't think he's a fan. I've texted him. He hasn't responded, responded to a text of mine in a while. I'll just, I'll add that. And I like what the, I like the ownership group. It's a good organization. Obviously Joel Embiid is one of the best players in the league. I'm not the hugest fan, but and I, it's undeniable that he's very, very good. And guys, I, I have not, I, I don't hate the Sixers. I just don't think James Harden is a winning player. I've got some questions about whether it's going to work with him and Embiid. And I think there's a terrible matchup with the Raptors, who even this kid, uh, Precious, Precious Achua, he, he was at Memphis. He was like a power forward. The guy is knocking down threes like it's nothing. Like Nick Nurse is pulling all the right uh, buttons, folks, pushing all the right buttons. And, and Rob put it well. Like that's a coaching mismatch. Nurse 
against Doc Rivers? Is I don't I don't know what happens, Rob, in Philadelphia when they lose a series. Like I'm not entirely sure what you like. Does Maury fire Rivers? Like, well, oh yeah. I mean, he lost Game Seven and last year at home to the Hawks. I don't know how you bring Rivers back. Like, what, is Harden going to want to stick around after a first round loss? It's going I, to be an epic podcast. Let me tell you, if and when they get eliminated, whether it's this first round or the second round, whatever it is, it's going to be a fantastic podcast for me and you. And I think it might be one of our most downloaded of the of the year. It's just going to be. I mean, remember, I won on undisputed, Rob, and said these bozos in Philly are saying Harden and Beat is the new Kobe and Shaq. And I know what you guys are going to Your response could be, well, it's only, they only played like 40 games together. And not even 45, 25, whatever it is. And, um, you know, we got to give them more time to bake. Really? You really? James Harden at this age. Guys, I, I, I don't see it happening. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes 
that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At any rate, to get back to the East, the one team that I uh, was mentioning with Russell Westbrook at a potential trade is the Charlotte Hornets. Now, Rob G., I'm sure you've read this, but the Gordon Hayward story in Charlotte, you know, was great when they got him. That ship has apparently sailed, and it seems to be over for Gordon Hayward, who is continuously hurt. And it sounds like his season is over. So Charlotte's obviously building around uh, Bridges, who's pretty nice. Ball, Rozier, PJ Washington. They're gonna have a hot, they're gonna have a, a a good pick this year. The kid McDaniel's has looked pretty good in spurts. Uh, Book Knight didn't show much. I don't know what happened to Ubre. They got Harold. They like they got a good nucleus. It sounds like because Hayward has years left on his deal, they will then go to the Lakers and say, "Hey." We'll take Russ off your hands, right? Because there's only one year left on Russ's deal. Then you just kick him to the curb. So basically, uh, it's a salary dump of Hayward. Do you want Gordon Hayward and his damaged goods? Um, and then, you know, we'll toss in whatever. Give us Russ and, you know, a future a first round pick. Absolutely. Rob, does that? You, Absolutely. Does that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally any, you know, guy with a pulse. Who can be a, a an, an average starting player in the NBA? Sign me up for that. Whether it's uh, Hayward and Rozier, or you know Hayward and Ubre, or if it's Indiana and it's you know Heald and Brogdon, or Brogdon and Turner, or if it's the Knicks and it's you know uh, Alec Burks and Evan Fournier and maybe Julius Randle, I don't care if you can give me two marginal starters for Russell Westbrook. I'm happy as a Laker fan. So here's the problem with Hayward, Rob. And I am a huge Gordon Hayward fan. I when I first got to Fox 2016, one of the producers, uh, this guy, Jim Rodman, super good guy, biggest Utah Jazz fan. And I came in one day. We got to talk about the jazz and Gordon Hayward. And of course, you know, uh, this 
one D-bag who worked on the show. I shouldn't say that. This guy who worked on the show who had a lot of clout, he's no longer, I don't even think, in sports. Um, he's like, oh, we're not talking about that. You know, like, all right. So me and Rod, me and Jim Rodman became friends talking about the jazz a lot. And I'm like bullish on Gordon Hayward. I'm like, this guy's awesome. I was ready, Rob, to get a Gordon Hayward jersey, the throwback Kelly Green Utah Jazz. And then all of a sudden he bolts for the Celtics. And it's funny because at the time it was like, Devastating for the Jazz. Meanwhile, they ended up getting uh, Donovan Mitchell, I think, uh, like the next year. And it was just like, oh, well, everything's fine now. Gordon Hayward, first game with Boston. I think it was like first minute, right? First couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. He suffers that gruesome leg injury. He's never been the same, Rob. Played uh, in the COVID year. He was, he was having a solid year, but he only played 52 games. The following bubble year, 40, 44 games. And then this year, 49 games. Like, the injuries are starting to mount up. He's 31 now. You sure you want? I mean, he's basically not going to be reliable if he comes to L.A. You act like that's going to deter me. You know, we saw what Russell Westbrook looked like this season. You know, I would rather have Gordon Hayward and whoever else from, you know, Charlotte for 55 games than 75 games of Russell Westbrook. Mm, yeah, the, the idea of Russ taking over the second unit, the way he did in Washington, that's just not happening at any rate. Um, so that, that's kind of my, my read on the East uh, of teams that can win the finals. I said there were five. I've mentioned three. Milwaukee, Miami, Phoenix. Now, the last two, one in each conference, are the two I'll get put back on. First up, the Brooklyn Nets. 13th in offense, 15th in defense. Those numbers are very skewed because of Kyrie Irving and his situation. We're just going to call it a situation. That's it. And then, obviously, the Kevin Durant situation. Uh, Joe Harris out for the year. Ben Simmons, they traded for him. He hasn't played a game. It is weird for Brooklyn. But, Rob, I'm sorry. I cannot count a team out when you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And I know that that's been, you know, a trope that everybody's been saying for the last couple of weeks. I've heard such crazy stories that like people are actually saying that Kevin Durant is like complaining in post-game interviews about how tired he is because he has to play 40 minutes a night because these guys are so bad. KD has to play heavy minutes against garbage teams just to win games. What's he going to have left? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's played like 50 games this year. What? Do you, what? I don't want to hear that. Uh, you don't think he's going to be super geek for the playoffs? Uh, and the idea that Kyrie Irving is like somehow going to be tired when he's played like maybe half a season. If anything, Rob, I would say the opposite's true. KD and Kyrie check out on the regular season and they're like, oh, playoffs. All right, let's go. Now, I know they won't have Joe Harris, who is instrumental, but they do have Seth Curry. I don't think they play a lot of defense, which could be a problem. It will not be in the play-in game. But I'm sorry, I can't say the Brooklyn Nets are not one of the five teams who can win the title because, guys, they led Milwaukee 2-1 last year, and then Kyrie gets hurt. And by the way, in game three, when they were up 2-0, go look at like the final two minutes. It's like a close game. Nobody can make a shot. The Nets take the lead, and then they lose it. Bucks get lucky as hell to win that. Then Kyrie gets hurt, and they still barely win game seven because Kevin Durant's shoe size, blah, blah, blah. Listen, I don't like the roster. I do like Patty Mills. I like Seth Curry. Bruce Brown can be effective. I love the Cam Thomas experience. 
but I'm sorry. I'm going to always say if Kevin Durant is healthy and breathing, the Nets can win the title. Rob, you surely agree. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't even think the Brooklyn Nets are the most dangerous playing team. That would be the, the Los East? Angeles Clippers. Oh, 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 oh in general. Yeah, okay. I, I think the Clippers are the most dangerous playing team by far. Uh, we'll get to that later in the week after they win their playing game against uh, Minnesota. <laughs> and then I, we can get into that a little bit deeper. But with the Brooklyn Nets, they don't play any defense at all. Yep. At all. Um, Kyrie Irving, since he became a full time player, has been a lesser version of Kyrie Irving. You know, when he was a part time player, he was, at, he was fantastic. He might have been the greatest player in NBA history. Like he was getting 40 points on 65% shooting, like, you know, once a week. Since he got to full time, his numbers fell off a little bit. I don't know if it's because he, his body is not comfortable yet to the, the grind of playing that consistently, you know, because it's even though these guys are world class athletes, you still have to prepare yourself for playing two games in three days, three games in four nights, whatever kind of thing it is. Um, that won't be as big of a deal in the, in the postseason because it's every other day, it's spaced out. But he, I just don't know if you can jump into it like that. Uh, ben Simmons, I don't expect him to play at all, so that's, that's a wash. Patty Mills has not been able to hit the red side of a barn in over two months. We have Kerry Kittle on our, our radio show on Fox Sports Radio every week. He does some local stuff with the, the Nets uh, on television there. And he is flabbergasted as to what's gone wrong with Patty Mills. Because Patty Mills was the most reliable player for the first half of the season, and then he just fell off a cliff. Uh, Seth Curry's good. I like him. Andre Drummond, the big penguin, former Laker. You know, he's big, but that, that's that's pretty much where the extent of his skills ends, you know, in a playoff setting. Kevin Durant is fantastic, but similar to the Joel Embiid situation, I don't know how much one guy can carry you through against good teams. If they were the two seed or if they were the, the one seed and they had to go against Charlotte or they had to go against Cleveland or someone like that, then they, they you know, they, they worked out the kinks in round one. They're kind of humming in round two, and then you see what's going on from there. I, I, they haven't been playing good basketball. I don't trust Steve Nash as a coach at all. Ever since Mike D'Antoni left, they, they've seemed to have been in a, in a complete disarray. Uh, no, I, I don't think the Brooklyn Nets can win a championship this season. Hmm. Interesting. Um, my computer was just going haywire there because I was trying to watch this video about the next guy we're about to talk about. But Rob, I, I just what is so different about the Nets not playing defense this year versus last year? It's not like they had some incredible interior defense with Blake Griffin. Like, they couldn't. I just is this simply a fact of they were they didn't care about the regular season and they're going to, quote unquote, flip the switch come playoff time, because I look at this team last year and I'm uh, looking on the um, efficiency numbers defensively for 2020, um, 2021 and Brooklyn last year defensively was let's see, they were 20, they were 19th tied for 19th. And they were um, like half an inch away from advancing over the Bucks. So like, I just, I'm not buying the whole defense. Like the NBA at this point is so good. Everybody's so good offensively that I just don't know how much defense actually matters. I don't, I, I just, does it matter that like it used to? Because, you know, Kevin Durant can beat any defense you throw at him. Kyrie Irving pretty much can beat any defense. Joel Embiid, is going to get 40 and 20 probably twice against the Raptors. Like I just, a good offense, I think in 2022 beats a good defense. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. But, but the problem is again, because they're a seven seed at best, they're going to have to go through a gauntlet of teams to get to where they want to go. 
the re- for the exact same reasons that you're picking against Boston to come out and win the championship is why I'm picking against the Brooklyn Nets. I don't think they'll be able to get through a hypothetical matchup. Boston, who has the best defense with Robert Williams, the best defense, I think of the last 30 years, something like that. Statistically, they were, they were lights out. They've yeah. taken a step back without him, but they still have great wing defenders. Al Horford, as old as he is, can defend his ass off. Let's say they get through them. Oh, there's Giannis, who I think is the best player in the world right now, waiting for him in the second round. They get through them. Oh, yeah, by the way, there's Miami, who is arguably the best coach team in all of basketball. They have more depth than they can even use, and they are uniquely qualified with the guys that they have on their roster to match up with Kevin Durant, to match up with Kyrie Irving. So where is your advantage against them? I don't trust that they'll be able to get through that kind of gauntlet and win a championship, at least not the the version that we've seen from them this season. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair point. I'm just I'm probably giving Kevin Durant too much credit because you guys know I'm a Kevin Durant fan. Um, And, you know, it's a shaky fourth team to win the title. And again, this is the NBA where everybody thinks only like two teams come in the title. I'm I'm trotting out five. The fifth team y'all are going to hate. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I have been the champion of this player. I've called him the best player in the league. He's the biggest difference maker. He makes players better more than anyone else in the league. And that, of course, is Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. Mavs, 14th in offense, 6th in defense. Their defense has been tremendous since they got Dinwiddie. That that trade, obviously, dumping Porzingis was huge. They don't get put in the pick-and-roll blender every night. Uh, Dwight Powell is a very good player. Uh, serviceable big Bertans. I guarantee. Remember, I called the Malik Monk. I called. What was the other one I called, Rob? Where I said this guy would have a monster game. Well, I, whatever it is, I don't want to pat myself on the back any further. But I'm telling you now, Rob, Davis Bertans will have one playoff game where he hits six threes. Take that to the bank. He will have one game where he hits. He just goes off. You're like Bertans. He can't do anything but shoot threes, and he's just flashing. It will happen because this is the NBA. Everybody has like one awesome game where they go lights out and postal. That being said, Luca did suffer a quote unquote calf strain in the season finale. And it's weird, Rob, because so he picked up a technical in the second to last game of the season. He was supposed to be suspended for the final game, but then they rescinded the tech because it was obviously a bogus tech because it's Luca Doncic. It's like, you know, and he ends up playing there. Now they're up 20. He strains the calf and leaves. Apparently it's not serious. Is this Luca just saying, hey, hey, we're up 20. We got this. I'm going to shut it down. I don't need to play anymore. We're locked in. You guys don't want Team Luka Doncic. And here, here's the craziest thing. I, Rob, I had all these guys coming after me. Um, once the NBA season starts winding down, it instantly becomes LeBron or MJ. It's just like, it's inevitable, right? You get this. And I said that in Jordan's prime, like, look at the size of the wings. Yeah, there was like one penny and one Grand Hill. 
and, and Scotty, but like the modern player right now, these guys dwarf those dudes, the stars. Giannis, there was nobody in his ballpark. Look at Luke. Luca's 6'8, like 240. And I think he came in heavier, Rob. Remember early in the season, they were like fat Luca. Luka Doncic posting up Scotty Pippen would have like no problem. None. He, he, he's a large human being. 6'8, 240. MJ, by the way, guys, 6'6, he was like 210, 215. And remember, early in his career, he was getting pushed around by the Celtics. So he had to beef up and add like 10 pounds to get to like 220. Remember? Luka Doncic has 20 pounds and two inches on Michael Jordan. That's huge in the NBA. So I'm just, again, I'm not tra- I'm not saying Jordan's too small. I'm not saying anybody's going to hit Michael Jordan with the you're too small in the post. Luca does that, by the way, to people. But this guy is just unbelievable. And if anybody can carry a team, it's Luka Doncic. Now, they did go, oh, I think I have it here in my notes. They went 0-3 against the Suns, but here's the good news. All three games, single-digit losses. All three games, no Spencer Dinwiddie. So the Suns have not seen the new look Mavs, who have been great. Rob, undeniable. One of the best teams in the league for the last six weeks. They have soared. I think they were like seventh, and they went all, I think for a minute, they were looking at maybe the third seed and maybe the second. I I don't know if they could have caught Memphis at any point, but I just, I'm I'm infatuated with Luka. I think after two straight years of losing to the Clippers and Kawhi and Paul George, not just the Clippers, but Kawhi and Paul George, they break through this year. Now, the only little issue I have, Rob, is leaving off the Memphis Grizzlies who are staggeringly, I mean, fourth in offense in the league, fifth in defense. Is that a, kind of a harsh omission on my part? My part? I don't want to, I'll, I'll let you answer that before I go deep. Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, like I said, there was a reason why I have the Clippers as the most dangerous playing team. And it's because assuming that they get that win and they get the seventh seed is they get the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are great, but the problem is they're young, they're inexperienced, they're going to be in this situation going against a better coach with bigger name stars than Paul George. Um, the the it's just hard to you know in the NBA you don't win big unless you lose first. Like it, it's no one hardly ever goes from never winning a playoff series to winning a championship. It just doesn't happen. Unless you want to like, remind everybody about Kobe and Shaq, what happened there first? Uh, like people have forgotten all about it. Yeah, I mean it was Kobe airballs in Utah. I don't know. I'm yeah, sure people don't Utah, remember that. Never forget that. Several of them. And so I think if Memphis were to get, if they were to somehow get a, like Minnesota, then maybe you feel different about them. Maybe they get that first playoff win and then move, lose in the Western final or something like that. But I don't see you going from never winning a playoff series to winning a championship. So no, I don't think it's blasphemous at all to say that they cannot yeah. win a championship this season. I, I know everybody gets all excited. They went 20 and three without John Morant. And then I don't know who it was that drilled down. One of these bloggers was like, hey, let's take a look at these 20 wins. And it was against like bottom feeders throughout. It was like, oh, they're beating up tomato cans without John Morant. Still nice to get wins uh, without John Morant, obviously. But as you said, I, I, I'm, I'm into this Clippers team. Now they did beat the Clippers in like the first week of the season, but uh, was that, was that the season? Yeah. They, I think it was. Yeah. And Paul George played, it was a close game, but this is a dangerous Clippers team. And, and listen, I got to give Ty Lewis flowers. Great coach. You did mention Minnesota, Rob. I need to quickly diverge. There's a chance. I think it should certainly happen that Patrick Beverly is suspended for the play in game. 
And I wanted to do 10 minutes on this. It's probably not worthy, but you guys know Patrick Beverly is a pest of the highest order. He's a gnat. He is when you're at a cookout, he's that gnat that will not leave you alone and you can't kill it. He just keeps swarming around you. So he on Sunday night, he drives in and scores and then he like loses his balance and falls into the referee. And for because he's an idiot and a, a buffoon, he like turns to the referee and flexes at the referee. Like, I'm too strong for you or you can't stop. I, I don't know why you would flex at a ref. And then he jogs down the court and the ref goes technical. And Patrick Beverly already had one tech. So he knew he was getting ejected. So he turns around, walks toward the referee, points at him and says, you're trash, you're trash. And his teammates come and run and get him. And the announcers are like, yo, he's got to be careful. He doesn't want to get suspended for the playing game. It breaks away from the player and goes, you're trash. Looking at the guy. Listen, I know referees make bad calls. I, I hate the ref show. I'm not there to see referees. But Rob, this is uncalled for and this is excessive. And you can, I get F bombing refs. That's an effing terrible call. I get all that. I understand that that's normal, but to look at a ref and point at him and say, you're trash. What precedent does that set for players going forward? Like, yeah, for, since the dawn of time, we've heard players. Oh, that's an effing terrible call. That's garbage. Michael Jordan, LeBron, everybody. Oh, that total hor horrible. That's normal. To point at someone and call them trash, I feel, is even worse than saying that's an effing terrible call. Now, Rob, I will give you a somewhat false equivalence that I love. I'm going to call it an equivalence. Some people will call it false. This one time I was driving, and I think I've mentioned this on the pod before, and I think I inadvertently cut someone off, and I was younger. They get all upset, drive up next to me, and don't give me the middle finger, Rob. They give me the thumbs down. They look at me and just do thumbs down. They don't say anything. And, you know, somebody middle fingers you, you're like, I'll oh, blow it out. You know, whatever. The thumbs down viscerally got me angry. Like, I'm not a good driver. Are you kidding me? I'm not a good. I, I uh, listen, I'm not one of these road rage guys, but I, I almost lost it just from a thumbs down. So now. There's no point in middle fingering somebody or cursing at them. The thumbs down is the way to go. Like you're, you're bad at driving is actually worse than an F word in the same vein that your trash, I think is worse than an F word. Did I sell you Rob? Should Pat Bev be suspended for the T wolves playing game? No, ah. that, that was a terrible argument in my opinion. No, there's nothing. Calling a referee trash is not as disrespectful as which I've heard with my own ears and seen with my two eyes. Guys saying F you to the uh, referee, calling them a bitch, calling them Kobe. I think Kobe got suspended for that. Day. Yeah, Co Co Kobe called. Uh, he got suspended and fined by the NBA because he called a oh, referee uh, yeah. uh, home, a gay homosexual slur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he you got know, multiple games. Rondo yeah, too, right? I, yeah. I mean, there's been guys who have called uh, officials uh, another word for a cat, which I want to choose not to you know, say on this uh, podcast. Come on. What does it rhyme with? Wuss? Yes. Something like that. Uh, so, no, I don't think saying that a guy is trash is going to be enough for him to be suspended for a game. Do not see that coming. Interesting. All right. I, 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 if, if Patrick Beverly is suspended 
I will be doing a victory lap on this podcast. <laughs> I will tag. I will. You will pull the audio, and I will tag him on IG. And I'm sure he's gonna get hate. He seems like an angry guy. Although, if you go to his Instagram, you know he's got obviously a lovely, famous girlfriend. But he seems like he's like kind of normal and okay. Um, I don't know. I, I, I. I, I the Timberwolves are kind of dangerous. Kind of. Yeah. Um. I don't think I don't think the Clippers can win the title. I don't think Memphis can. Obviously, uh, I don't think the Timberwolves can. But as it stands now, and again, there's still some left to shake out. Once the playing games are done by Friday, we'll have our uh, official picks. But as of now, Rob, we'll round out the podcast. Do you have any first round? Why don't we just go through the four first round series that we know of and, and give me your picks? Okay. Well, I mean, the, the big shocker, which I, I already revealed before, is I think Toronto is going to be Philadelphia. Yes. Um, Luca, uh, his injury is questionable. I know that you're not too concerned. Wait, about wait, it. wait. Let's let's stay in the East first. Bucks, okay. Bulls. Bucks, Bulls. Give me the Bucks. Yeah, in four or five. Uh, four. You're not even giving Demar Derozan one game. No. Damn. So Bucks are just out for blood. Playoff Demar is is not the best thing. That's not a, that's not a thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll give the Bulls five there. I think the okay. Bulls can steal one. Caruso, come on. Big fan of Caruso. Yeah. At least there are a couple Lakers in the Brandon <laughs> Ingram. Brandon Ingram, Caruso. Uh, who else? Kuzma? No. Kuzma's no, not Kuzma. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Golden State Warriors. I think they advance. Like, we don't, it's tough to pick it with the Warriors not knowing the Curry status. And I didn't put them on my list of can win the title because I don't know what's up with Curry. What's the latest, Rob? Is he going to play in the first round? That's what they had said about a week ago, which is kind of funny that you're you're afraid to pick the Warriors, but you're not as afraid to pick Luka in the maps. Like, I, I know that Woj said it's they don't think it's serious and we'll find out more later today. I guess he gets an MRI or something like that. But I, I just I wouldn't feel comfortable picking the maps, not knowing if Luka is going to be 100 percent or not. Yeah, I mean, I think avoiding the Suns is huge for Golden State. Um, second round against Memphis, I think. Think they win that, but Curry needs to be healthy because Memphis is <laughs> Memphis is can be scary. They they have that explosive ability; they can just go off. You know the the spurt ability that Clark Kellogg likes to talk about in college basketball. Memphis can roll, get rolling, man. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think Dallas advances. I think Gold State advances. I, I I don't think I'm picking any of the playing teams, although. Clippers would be interesting. I, I think T-Wolves could push, push Memphis. Uh, I'm a big Anthony Edwards guy and Carl Anthony Towns. Memphis is still young, so that, that could go anyway. The Spur, I think we agree Spurs and Pelicans aren't doing anything. I will say the first bet I made was Spurs getting five and a half against the Pelicans. I don't know how the Pelicans are favored by five and a half over anyone. <laughs> uh, I, that just doesn't make sense to me. I, unless somebody knows something about Zion playing, I can't imagine that Zion hasn't played a game all season and then he shows up for the play-in, I, I, you know, the Spurs beat them recently. I Popovich, good coach. I like DeJounte Murray. So that that's my first bet so far of the play-in. But um, all right, Rob, geez, that went long. We'll do awards later in the week, I guess. Any other uh, parting shots to wrap up a lengthy first uh, podcast back from vacation? Quick parting shot at the Milwaukee Bucks, who tanked to avoid the Brooklyn Nets in round one, potentially. I'm not saying that the Bucks are going to, you know, because I think they're one of the teams I think that can win it. But the last time we saw a contending team tank a final game to avoid a certain playoff matchup, which would be the bubble Clippers, 
Things did not end too well for them. The basketball gods are fickle. So Giannis, oh, just saying, just Spicy. saying, Spicy a little worried take. about them. Spicy. Um, I guess I will wrap up with um, a non-sports thing. One of the bigger stories in just you know media today is going to be Elon Musk and Twitter. You guys know I'm a heavy Twitter user obviously because I'm in sports media, Rob as well. Like you just, it's just part of the job. I've never been a huge fan of Twitter, but it's a necessary evil. We've got, we've got to be on it for our job. And Elon Musk had me mildly optimistic when he bought it. He became the largest shareholder recently. I forget. Like, Oh, maybe they're going to fix this thing and delete all the trash people and make people use their real name and stuff. And, and the bots and the hate speech. It's like, it's it's kind of a crappy, I think, social media outlet. That being said, it's necessary because that's where a lot of news breaks. But late last night, Elon Musk decided not to join the board of directors for Twitter. And I don't, you know, just as optimistic as I was that, oh, maybe Elon's going to clean up Twitter. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't I, I have no idea what to make of this. Now, this is a non-sports. I don't know. Rob, how often do you like if you look at your apps for most used, Twitter's got to be up there, right? It's number one. Yeah. Well, for me, it's for work, you know, so. Yes. But yeah, it's number one. I, I just wonder, non-media people, are they on it as much? Like if you're just a sports fan, are you on there all the time to see what's I going on? I don't think or? so. No. I don't think so I think either. you're probably on the gram or, or Facebook even. Right. And, and probably a year ago, maybe, maybe a year and a half, Instagram for me started to overtake Twitter and where my usage is. Because I just feel like you, it's more positive. It's just a better experience than every day opening a social media app and just hearing people say, you're a mother effing blank. You don't know blank. Why do you hate this? It's just a hater's cauldron. That's all it is. It's a hater's ball, really. And like, if you're not mentally, I'm not trying to brag here, but if, you, if you're not mentally strong and have a lot of stuff to take you away from Twitter, i.e. a wife, kids, a family, a dog, whatever, and every single day you come home and you're just looking at social media because it's part of your job and like, it's not healthy. It's just not but it is a necessary evil. And I've just started to use it less, but I'm telling you, there's no better place to be than NFL free agency, right? Uh, NBA free agency. Like once those days, those days are awesome because that's where all the big, big news breaks, not on regular places, but uh, Elon Musk eventually, maybe we'll get him on the pod. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. All right, guys, that's a long Monday podcast. Good to be back from vacation. Be bringing the noise and the funk all week. Talk to you soon. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? 
facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.